the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, February the 16th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1838, Kentucky passed the, a law permitting women to attend school under certain conditions. Today in 1861, Abraham Lincoln stopped his train in Westfield on his way to Washington, D.C. to become inaugurated as president. He stopped to thank an 11-year-old girl named Grace Bedell in person. She had written him a note and said, Dear Mr. Lincoln, I think if you grew a beard, you could gain more votes. And he did grow a beard. And of course, he won, won the election. So he stopped, in, uh, stopped the train in Westfield and uh, personally thanked her for that big day for her, for sure, and for the community. Today in 1909, the first subway car with slide doors goes into service in New York City. Not sure how they got in and out. I guess they just opened like a car door, but anyway, they had slide doors now. Today in 1937, DuPont Corporation patented nylon. That was developed by a guy named Wallace Crathers. Today in 1946, the first commercially designed helicopter was tested in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Today in 1960, U.S. nuclear submarine USS Triton set off on an underwater around-the-trip, around-the-world trip. Today in 1968, Elvis Presley received a gold record for his rendition of How Great Thou Art. You know, Elvis had a, a real um, a bent toward Christianity. He grew up in an evangelical church. I don't know if he was a Christian. I don't know if he ever accepted the Lord as his Savior, but he really had a bent toward that. And people that knew him, I know people who knew him, traveled with him, in fact. And they said, man, after the concerts, he would go to the hotel and get out his guitar and he would he would just strum and sing gospel songs, church songs, till 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes. And, and they said he was very... Um, very passionate about it. I mean, it wasn't just a fun thing. It was kind of a spiritual matter for him. Sad the way his life ended, for sure, but who knows what his relationship with the Lord was. But he did have a great interest in Christian music. Today, in 1968, the first 911 phone system went into effect. It was in Haleyville, Alabama, of all places, yes. 911. If you have an emergency, Haleyville had the answer. It was 911. The Bible says, For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from mine enemy. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, the psalmist reads, says, but it shall not come nigh thee. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him.
I want to talk to you a little bit about radio today. Oh yeah, we I'm a big fan of radio. Here we are on the radio and we initiate this program every day live. Some of it uh, at 9 a.m. in the morning. Some of you hear the program a little bit later in the day, but radio is a powerful tool. George Soros has discovered that. George Soros, the ultra left-wing billionaire, is now preparing to take a massive, massive stake in the nation's second largest chain of broadcast radio stations. The the group have gone bankrupt, or they are in the process to, of declaring bankrupt. It's called Odyssey. They carry a lot of programs. In fact, they have carried on their stations like Sean Hannity and some of those people in the past. Maybe they still do. I don't know. But a number of conservative commentators. But even though the move has it really attracted a lot of attention, the financier is likely to exert his influence over the network to promote his anti-American socialist viewpoint, his worldview. That's why I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. He's pumped over $400 million into the effort. He will take controlling interest in these 220 stations nationwide. The left-leaning billionaire Soros Fund Management has bought $400 million of debt in Odyssey. They're in bankruptcy. They're the number two U.S. radio broadcaster behind iHeartMedia with stations including New York's WFAN, 1010 Winds, Los Angeles-based KROQ, and others. I went over, I looked at the bankruptcy filing, and there's a lot of information there. And one insider close to the situation is noting that he was a Republican. He said he believed it was possible that Soros was buying the stake to exert influence on public opinion in the months leading up to the 2024 presidential election. Well, I, I think it's more than possible. I think that's exactly what Soros has in mind. He's trying to line up his ducks so that he can um, he can have the most possible influence on the election. He's been doing this for years, and he has billions of dollars. He's not the richest man in the world, but he's got enough to make a dent in our daily lives in America. He's the guy that has been behind <clears throat> behind voting on, or uh, approving and, and getting elected these uh, local uh, people that that are very soft on crime. And in many cities, particularly in Los Angeles, but other cities as well, he has put a lot of money into offices that are often uh, kind of just passed over by the public. I mean, they vote, but they don't look at it or really analyze who the person is. They're usually a lawyer and, and, you know, and they're wanting to be the attorney general or whatever. And um, so he has really focused on that in recent years and has gotten a lot of them uh, elected. And he has made it very clear to the people he supported that he does not want them to be hard on crime. In other words, he wants them to be soft on crime and let the people go after they commit the crimes. Don't make a big deal out of it. And this has been happening. He's no stranger. He's no stranger to controversy. In fact, sometimes I watch Soros on video, and he seems to enjoy ruffling the feathers and doing harm to America. Some on the left contend that any criticism of him is because it's anti-Semitism. 
that you're just criticizing him because he's Jewish. But the, I don't think that's true at all. That's I've been very critical of him, and I will be as long as I have a voice on the radio. Because he's doing great harm to America, and I stand with Israel, and I stand with the Jews. But I don't stand with what he's doing. But the left is always trying to connect anybody that criticizes George Soros as being, well, they're anti-Semitic. So-and-so is anti-Semitic because they were criticizing George Soros. They don't want him criticized. They want to help him and be enablers to him because he's the one that's moving the agenda, the far, far, far left agenda forward with his money. He has a lot of it, and he's spending a lot of it. A lot of people consider him a danger to our society. Some of them write about it. Most of them are a little tentative. They don't write about it. Most of his critics are not critical because he's a Jew. They're critical because he's nuts and he's trying to destroy America. Among the some of the people that he has gotten elected is George Gascon, is probably the most famous of all. He's a district attorney in Los Angeles. I mean, people, I mean, they just walk through the building. Criminal comes in, the criminal walks out. I mean, even the even the Democrats in California, especially Southern California, but in California are starting to really talk about this and they're becoming concerned about it because the result is there's crime on the streets. And when we look at, uh, say, a Seattle or Portland or, or other cities that are so overwhelmed with crime, I mean, it's a daily routine. It's just like getting up and getting dressed. I mean, it happens day in and day out. Stolen cars, smashed windows in stores and their products stolen, especially jewelry stores, but many stores and all of this. It just becomes the norm. Well, George Soros is behind that. There are others, but he is the main player because he has the most money of all of them that I know of that are blatantly pushing this agenda. So the people keep doing this, and and finally the cities are beginning to wake up, or the counties or the state is beginning to wake up and say, this has to stop. We can't continue. Our whole social order, our society, is collapsing. So that's where we are, and so now we learn that George Soros is buying the control of this Audacity, which is 220 radio stations. They're very powerful radio stations around the country. He's no stranger to controversy. As I said, he doesn't care what people think. Most of his critics are not critical because he's a Jew. It's actions that we deplore on the conservative side, the Christian side. Among many other things, he's been a big backer of woke, soft-on-crime districts, like I said. This George Castone, but he's not the only one. Philadelphia's Larry Kasner. Manhattan's has a farce of a prosecutor. Alvin Bragg, he's one of the guys going after Trump right now. So many others who have contributed. He's contributed to all these people under the, under the kind of a, a silent agreement that they won't prosecute. They'll just process crime. Criminal comes in, criminal walks out. That's what's happening. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in our nation today and in our cities. I mean, if there's any one single thing, you can pin that on. And there are several things in each situation. But the one constant is George Soros money. So now we find out that he's buying 
these radio stations. He would only have one thing in mind by buying control of 220 pretty significant radio stations around the country. It's not, it's not the only recent media move that he's made. His fund has was part of a group of lenders that bought Vice Media out of bankruptcy last year. Not a lot was said. I don't think the press necessarily wants to highlight this. But he's also taken a minority stake in a podcast company. It's called Crooked Media. I think it's clear that Soros, what he has in mind, given his past actions to deconstruct America, you can be sure that he'll use all his powers at his disposal to install Joe Biden into another disastrous presidential term. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to accomplish. And I understand, America, we have politics here, and we have, you know, one group of people that's for, you know, candidate A, and the other group is for candidate B. But this runs much deeper than just preference of a political candidate. This runs to the core of our nation. Corruption. This isn't about selling the virtues of, quote unquote, of Joe Biden. It's about getting him elected in spite of his disablement. It's about getting him in so he'll do what George Soros wants to do. It's demonic in its in its nature because it runs against every virtue of the Lord, every virtue that we are given through the Word of God. It runs against that. That's why it should be concerning and we should be aware. Say, well, Gary, what can I do? Well, I don't know, but you should be aware. You can tell somebody else. You can help other people to understand when they get misled by the sometimes religious left, always by the political left. I think it's clear. Given his past actions to deconstruct America, you can be sure that he'll use all the powers at his disposal and all the money that he's amassed to install Biden into another disastrous presidential term. It'll further weaken America. It'll slide us ever closer to some sort of a perverted socialism. There is a tie to this. The Tides Center, you may have heard of that before. It's a prominent leftist dark money outfit. They've been supporting the wave of anti-Israel and anti-Semitic activism that's taking place around the country since the start of the war in Gaza last October 7th. But even worse, you and I are helping to pay for this propaganda organizations, according to an article in the Washington Examiner. I read that article and I thought, man, I need to talk about that on the radio. So... I want to talk to you about it. It's from the Washington Examiner, a report that they did, a very well done, deeply investigated report. The report details how the Tides Center, that T-I-D-E-S, like Ocean Tides, Tides Center, is receiving funding from taxpayers, yeah, that's us, while it pumps resources into the creation of pro-Hamas propaganda. We are inadvertently, I mean, for most of us, I don't know, I think somebody in the government knows what they're doing, but we didn't know about it until this was exposed. But here's what the here's what the Washington Examiner had to say. They said an influ, influential liberal dark money group 
propping up anti-Israel activism across the United States has pocketed massive amounts of taxpayer-backed grants and contracts in the recent years. This according to their investigation of federal spending records, not people's opinion. The Tide Center, they said, which funds organizations behind Hamas' sympathetic protests held after the terrorist faction's deadly October 7 attack against Israel, has long helped shape the progressive agenda with the financial backing of billionaire philanthropists like Bill Gates and, guess who, George Soros. But the Democrat-aligned charity sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars in assets also retains another key supporter in the federal government, which directly or through sub-awards steered more than $81.2 million to the Tide Center between 2006 and 2023. So it's the same kind of scheme that the Biden family is using to get money from countries that we should, I mean, they're not friendly to us, like China and others, but we find that he's been getting money. The Biden family is not denying that they get money from these places. They're just saying, well, that's Hunter's deal, and Joe Biden isn't involved in that, and so on. And it is so blatantly uh, false that, I mean, everybody knows it. It's like the king has no clothes. But they're telling, they're talking about the beautiful robe that he's wearing. And the little boy says, but he's naked. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows what the Biden family's doing. But there's at least half of America who apparently don't care. And I would, I would applaud the Washington Examiner and others, Free Beacon and others are writing about this. And I would applaud them for putting this out there because people need to know what's going on. It's our tax money that's going through several uh, corporations and ended ending up in a grant that goes to a company or an organization that is anti-Israel and that they are stoking the fires of what's happening in the streets of our cities. And behind it is, they say, Bill Gates and certainly George Soros. So... It's disappointing. It can be very discouraging when you hear these things and know these things, but we must know them. The Tide Center has faced scrutiny from conservatives for facilitating this dark money pass-through system, allowing wealthy Democrats to pour donations into initiatives housed under the nonprofit group, whose projects, the examiner says, whose projects do not have to file their own tax forms with the IRS. This process, known as physical sponsorship, has effect of has the effect of obscuring sources for donations to and from this California-based charity. The report also describes precisely how the federal government funds the Tide Center through subcontracts. Here's what they found out about that. Nearly half of the $81.2 million that flowed to the Tides Center was rooted through a subcontract or a subgrant meaning the charity received the cash after the federal government first made a prime award to another entity, such as the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, city and county of San Francisco, and universities, and so on. The Washington Examiner found out that during President Joe Biden's time in office alone, 
The Tide Center has been awarded $38.3 million in taxpayer money, either directly or through sub-awards, according to the records that they found. They said, yes, you read that correctly, the, the writer in there, in, in the examiner. He said, we've paid this organization almost $40 million to shill for Palestinian terrorist groups that recently murdered 1,200 Israeli civilians. They go on to say that the far far left billionaire kingmaker George Soros has funneled more than 15 million since 2016 to groups behind this month's pro-Palestinian protests. Have you ever wondered who buses these people into these different countries and or different states and makes up the signs and has them ready well in advance of a, a spontaneous quote unquote uh, riot? It's funded by Soros and people like him in advance. It isn't spontaneous. They know what they're going to do in advance. It's highly organized because there's plenty of money to have people and resources available. A New York Post examination of Open Society Foundations, which is the main um, organization uh, that Soros owns, controls, Open Society Foundations, his main thing that started out as an attack on borders. He didn't think nations should have borders. He's a globalist. But um, New York Post examination of Open Society Foundation records shows Soros grant-making network gave $13.7 million of the money through Tide Center. And they go on to describe what it is, which is what we just talked about. Tide's beneficiaries include Illinois-based Abdallah Justice Project, which on the day of October 7, Massacre posted a photo on Instagram of a bulldozer tearing part of the Israel's border wall, border fence down. And there was a caption on this picture, Israeli colonizers believed they could indefinitely trap 2 million people in an open-air prison. No cage goes unchallenged. They advance those kinds of messages. This development is problematic on a lot of levels. First, the federal government's using the money it takes from us to fund groups bent on supporting a terrorist organization, like the Tide Center might actually use some of the money for civil society. They may do a few good things with a few dollars. Some health care programs, I think they've contributed to some health care program. But for the most part, it's funding a group that massacres Israeli and Palestinian civilians both. These groups that receive the funding have been engaging in some of the most raucous, the most deadly even, protests. They've used threats and violence to get their points across. That's the problem with these people. It's not good for the country. It's not good for the youth that they're drawing into this. Essentially, they're funding an outfit. This fund is funding an outfit that's intended to intimidate people into supporting their anti-Israel crusade. The examiner and others, as I said, are digging into this and they're drilling into it. They're finding out. They say they're going to continue to investigate, although they've they've been threatened. They're going to continue to investigate the Tide Center and other organizations receiving funny, funding from the state. They're going to pursue the questionable, questionable activities. So there could be even more shocking news ahead. This is something that we see happening so often, and we don't understand uh, what is behind it. 
But when some of these very conservative organizations put their money and their influence and their resources, their people, behind it and begin to drill into these things, it almost always, the result is the same. Almost always. And it's just what we've been talking about here. I look back at Trump, and I I think most of you who listen to this program know who I voted for last time and probably who I will vote for in the next presidential election if I have the opportunity to do so. But it's not promotional of an individual that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the way things are in America today. The elections, there's more and more now coming out. Uh, I haven't spoken about it lately on this program, but we will. There's more and more coming out now. I mean, it's absolute evidence of fiddling with the last election. I mean, it's on video. And the, and the, the press works overtime to suppress those kinds of stories. They not only don't report on it, but they don't do so so that other smaller news organizations, radios, uh, newspapers and smaller communities and so on, they don't have access to the information. And they suppress that and not, I mean, some people know about it. You know about it. I know about it. We talk about it. But for the most part, people don't know about it because they're not listening to something like what we talk about or others like us talk about. Even the guys on Fox that speak to millions of people every day, like Hannity and some of those guys. I mean, they're not able to reach all the people, so there's a vast amount of Americans who are uninformed. The Bible is very clear about God's people are destroyed from from lack of knowledge. And I understand that has several applications, but I certainly believe that this is one of them. We don't, If we don't know what's going on in our world, we will never be the people of God that God wants us to be. If we don't understand, if we're not informed, we will never be the salt and light that Jesus said we are. Not we would become, but we are. And we must be to be true to our faith and to our Savior. That's why I'm so passionate about getting the word out and about talking about these kinds of things from a biblical perspective, because we're living in a very perverse, a very perverted, a very out-of-control time in history. So much more that I could say today, but we've just about run out of time. Let me remind you again that we need your support each month. We uh, we ended the year right where we needed to be after I mentioned that we were not where we should be near the end of, of this last year, this last fiscal year, 2023. So I want to thank you for standing with us each month. I want to thank you for your support. And again, those of you in Portland and Southwest Washington, hey, we need to hear from you. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, 98. 98- Thank you so much for your notes. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your kind words. And thank you for your support. It means a great deal to me. We've got some exciting times ahead. We're going to be be looking at those. This is going to be a very challenging year. Who knows what will happen? Who knows? There are people like Soros with unlimited funds who have no restraint. And we'll see other than the Spirit of God himself. 
and we'll see what they do or try to do. We'll keep you informed. Thanks for being with me today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right here on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.